Hello everyone, John here with Under the Floorboards and this week's trigger warning. This movie contains themes of sexual assault, so if that is something that is triggering for you, please know that the National Sexual Assault Hotline is 1-800-656-4673. Again, that's 1-800-656-4673. And remember that as our listeners, you are not alone. another riveting edition of Under the Floorboards, where we laugh at the creatures that go bomb in the night. I am your host, John, joined as always by my beautiful co-host, Eric. Eric, how are you today? I'm a little intoxicated for four in the afternoon on a Monday. <laughs> I'm going to keep it real with you all. This is drunk Eric time. We're going to be able to tell. Yeah. Yeah. I say that like I'm not, like I want some fucking high boards. <laughs> Before. We we had a really good week. Do 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 you want to get into that at all? I mean, maybe like I I don't want to get into too much of it. Okay. Um, the only reason I say that is because I'm gonna I want us to save some of the surprises. I think if you want to know more, you can probably hit up Patreon here in a little bit. I would think so. Yeah, For yeah, three dollars yeah. a month, you will get to know everything that's about to start coming down the pipeline. Yeah. And I'll go ahead and tell you, it's a lot. We had to widen the pipe. <laughs> Eric was on that one. <laughs> Stretch. No, but, but in all seriousness, guys, our Patreon is very cheap, and our con- if you like, if you enjoy our content, there is so much coming down, and mm-hmm. I just. I'm so, like, Patreon aside, yeah. I am so excited for everything yeah. that's about to happen yeah. this so, year. So, like, hence, we're feeling ourselves a little bit right <laughs> now. Hence, us diving into a familiar favorite of ours, right? Yeah, I think we needed a taste of home this week yeah, yeah, to yeah. remind us where we actually were. Right. So, we watched The Devil's Rejects yes. this week, yes. which, for those of you who are like, you already did two Rob Zombie films close together. It's goddamn like, right. Yeah, I would say, well, first of all, it was a movie that we loved, and second of all, the other one was picked by an actress. So Thirdly, I, you clicked on this, so shut the fuck up. <laughs> I don't know who's on your podcast. Yes. <laughs> but ours was handpicked <laughs> on the last one. Uh, so anyways, we decided we wanted to do The Devil's Rejects this week uh, because for me, this is Rob Zombie's like apex, mm-hmm. personally. Yeah, this is my favorite Rob Zombie film yeah. as well. And we'll get into first impressions here yeah. in a minute, but let's go ahead and start off with the itinerary okay. because we have an all-star Rob you Zombie fucking got fucking it. Cast. And guess what? <laughs> I am 90% sure I'm going to get through this with no problem whatsoever. <laughs> I've got to give a quick shout out to Sig Haig, who played Captain Spaulding in this. Mm-hmm. Rest uh, in peace. Rest in peace, absolutely. As well as Matthew McGrory, who is listed in the credits of this film, who played Tiny in this mm-hmm. movie as well. So we've got a couple that are no longer Also notably us. from Big Fish. Sure, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. you, you, they only come by so many giants in a lifetime That's that right. are also actors. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> they might be giants. <laughs> so this film came out in 2005, which was like the sweet spot for me, kind of like, yeah. like, I want to sneak the horror movies in. You know what I mean? In my house and that kind of shit. But it's clocking in at one hour and 42, one hour and 50, depending on your cut of the film. Like I mentioned, Sid Haig as Captain Spaulding. He is our top build person on this one. Uh, Bill Mosley clocking in as Otis. Hang on, I just IMDB'd myself into a click here, and that 10% came through, much like the 49ers on Sunday. So here we are. Taking an L with all of that confidence. 
he's sitting next to an <laughs> NFC champion right now. So he just got nervous. It's okay. Uh, it's okay. It's okay. It happens. Johnson did too. Yeah, I'm a rookie quarterback. It's all good. Uh, <laughs> ten years. <laughs> ten years. That's why no one will remember your name. Anyway, uh, a name we will remember, Sherry Moon Zombie as Goddamn Baby. Right. William Forsyth as Sheriff Wydell. Ken Forey, everything, yeah. right? I mean, he's everything, in every right? every Rob Zombie yeah. movie. <laughs> as uh, Charlie, Matthew McGorry, like I mentioned, as Tiny Leslie. Easterbrook as Mother Firefly. Jeffrey Lewis as Roy Sullivan. Priscilla Barnes as Gloria. Dave Sheridan as Officer Ray Dobson. Kate Norby as Wendy Banjo. Lou Temple as Adam. Danny Trejo as Rondo. And I could go on. I'm going to go ahead and stop there. We had a lot of cast and crew in this mm-hmm. one that were making appearances on the screen itself. And shout out to Rob Zombie for, you know, kind of controlling this madness, right? Well, it's a pretty high kill count. I think we're at, yeah. what, 11, 12, yep. something like that? Plus or minus, depending on what I was paying attention to <laughs> as I was keeping count. Technically, there's 75 at the beginning of this movie. <laughs> and, I, and I was going to say, yeah, to be totally fair, and I guess that's a good segue into first impressions, right? Because yeah, this is absolutely. like neither of us have seen this less than three times. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's probably a good time. Yeah. Go ahead and give us your first impression. Yeah. So this is like kind of that sort of Texas Chainsaw Massacre thing. I mean, you alluded to mm-hmm. that as well. And like it, it, we were watching it together. We talked about this movie while we were watching Texas yeah. Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> like there's a clear overlap, right? And Rob Zombie mm-hmm. loves this shit, mm-hmm. right? Hence, this is kind of his background. This is kind of his, you know, forte as mm-hmm. a filmmaker, as a writer. He, I, I neglected to mention that Rob Zombie written, wrote and directed this movie, mm-hmm. right? And that is very prevalent through all of this. Mm-hmm. It's gory. It's twisty and turny. There's a lot of suspense. There's a lot of kind of like chills going up your spine, sort mm-hmm. of bullshit kind of happening and that sort of thing. And that's that's the whole that's the whole movie. You know, I mean, it kind of gets going and it doesn't stop. It's a good old serial killer, <laughs> you know. That fringe horror shit where there's it's not jump scary, it's not about demons, it's not about shit like that. You know what I mean? It's like kind of a slasher, but it's not. Yeah, because it were there's no there's nothing hidden. There's it's kind no of crime. You yeah, know, but it's not mystery either. There's no illusions. Yeah. in this movie to what it is or what it is not Mm -hmm. and that's kind of what i think a lot of people fucking love about the devil's rejects Mm -hmm. i know that for me i this was the first rob zombie film that i had ever seen i hadn't seen house of a thousand corpses yet Mm -hmm. because i didn't have access to Mm -hmm. it this was in the days where netflix didn't have everything and i kind of found myself like watching it for the first time and for me coming off of like saw Mm -hmm. you know this movie was fucking transcendent yeah you know, just just like in the aspect of like, you have all of this gratuitous violence, but you also have like, not a backstory, but a genuine story to what's actually happening in the film. And it was fucking incredible. Like, there's scenes where like, all I can think of is fucking Dom from Fast and Furious sure. versus family. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, Rob yeah. Zombie put a theme in this movie. Yeah. And it's, it's supported by great writing. Um. A, a couple of fantastic performances. I mean, I feel like everybody that was in this film did a really good job, but there's oh, a couple absolutely. of like standout scenes where we're like, holy shit, <laughs> this is a movie. It's not just horror. It's not just crime. This is mm-hmm. a film. It's meant to be felt. It's meant to be diagnosed, mm-hmm. kind of digested a little bit as a viewer and that sort of thing too. So what are you feeling? You want to dive right in? Yeah, let's go yeah. ahead and jump in. You right. know, we start off with our 1978 police report. <laughs> And it's explaining the fact that the Firefly family... And it's weird because 
this is one of those things where they give you the report mm-hmm. and then we jump back in time. A little bit, yeah. Because we, yeah, we yeah. jump back to the raid. Because mm-hmm. they talk about in 1978, there was a raid on the Firefly household where they discovered over 75 bodies. Holy shit. Let's just start Our here. kill count Let's is start already. Here. Record broken, gold medal, blue ribbon special. Like, here. Fuck you. Fuck you. You're cool. This fuck came, you. This came in like a Star Wars movie blowing up a fucking spaceship right okay a lot of people are dead let's recoup right let's recalibrate here (laughs) um so we go into the firefly house and we get these shots of and the first one we get is just bill mosley as otis firefly spooning a dead body (laughs) (laughs) we don't need a moon in a cup so, here, so, so here's my thing was I I watched or not watched I listened to so much Rob Zombie actually yeah. he was in the first or the second big concert I went to he was opening up for Ozzy Osbourne that's a hell of a fucking concert and in this moment opened up for both of them that's like, an yeah. hell of a yeah. <laughs> shit yeah they so, don't make them like 2008 do they oh dude, <laughs> dude the, the costume that they had for the guy for the more human than human yeah. part of the set was incredible mm-hmm. he's just like a fucking 12 foot tall robot on stage fucking shit up and chasing rob zombie around it was <laughs> it was incredible also he was touring with john five at the time and see that's the shit and, right? yeah and that's the this shit. is the kind of if, if you weren't like cognizant of what was happening in music during that like mid to eight to late 2000s period i really feel like we kind of had our 60s as yeah. 90s babies like we kind of had that renaissance of music and art and it's past us now and now we get to be reminiscent and nostalgic yeah, about it exactly. you know what i mean yeah uh, so there were actually a handful of clips that uh rob zombie showed while they were there cool. while, while i was there yeah uh, on the jumbotron uh one of which was <laughs> so cool That's one so of sick. which was machete <laughs> which was amazing <laughs> Uh, which is funny because Danny Trejo is also in this movie. Yeah. The second one, I don't remember, but the last one was a movie that I wish that he had actually fucking made. Mm-hmm. It was called Werewolf Women of the SS. And the the the, <laughs> <laughs> the clip was all of these super like scantily clad, like sexy SS, yeah. blonde haired, blue eyed women walking like around and like them talking about cultist shit. And then there's this figure that rises up and has like, and you only see it from the back and it's this cowl of red coming down and it turns around and it's Nick Cage. (laughs) (laughs) And I want this movie so bad. So if you're out there listening. This is Wolf Hollow too. Mark Cantu, I know you're there. (laughs) This is what you need to do. Help us, Mark. You're our only hope. Your only hope for werewolf women to be Get SS. Nick Cage. <laughs> That's a hairy ass rage cage. <laughs> but <laughs> but notably, oh, again, shit. with him yeah. uh, <laughs> being a musician and having like some kind of preconceived notions about Rob Zombie, yeah. there was a lot of fun going into this sure. too. Because yeah. like it was always kind of dark. It was always kind of dismal. But it wasn't like black metal or anything like that. Yeah. It was kind of something that kind of made fun of itself a little bit. So we start off again with like Bill Mosley just cuddling was, his corpse. I was gonna say we don't we don't really like miss the opportunity to tell the joke in this movie either, no. which is kind of funny. And that that's kind of what I've always said about horror in general is you sort of have this obligation to be like it is absurd. 
You know what I mean? <laughs> this is weird. This is crazy. You know what I mean? Like, tell the fucking story. Make fun of it a little bit. Be mm-hmm. self-aware and that kind of thing. And give it some heart. And I feel like they did a great job with this film. Because like you said, Bill Mosley, who I initially thought was Rob Zombie. Me even, too. Even the first having time I watched this, this movie, I thought yeah, the same thing. Because that's what Rob Zombie looks like. Or did look like. I don't know what he looks like. Does. Yet. Yeah, does. Okay, cool. He's not pushing like... Uh, uh, Zach Wilde like girth yet where he's like it's the same hair and beard but he's going wider he's grown sideways if you will this is the last thing I will say about this concert because it's so funny that you bring up Zach Wilde I had to because yeah I know it, how you it, feel it, about it, Zach Wilde it's, it's not even that so like when they were touring Ozzy was touring with Zach Wilde and they're about to start their Randy Rhodes set because mm. they just done like no more tears and all sure. that other shit <clears throat> you gotta play the hits you got well the hits are the Randy Rhodes And that's what sets. I'm saying. We got to give them so, what they want. So yeah. before Crazy Train starts and before Crowley and like literally over the mountain, mm-hmm. everything, fucking Zach Wilde goes backstage and John Five comes back out. Word. And just fucking shreds <laughs> the Randy Rhodes set. Hell yeah. <laughs> like... In my head, I was thinking to myself that, like, Zach Wilde was like, you know what? Fuck Randy Rose. I'm a better guitarist than that. I'm like, I don't care what you think. Just get off stage. Because <laughs> I was a purist at that time. I fucking hated and hate Zach Wilde. Sure. Zach Wilde, if you're listening to this right now, fuck you. <laughs> you're fat Rob Zombie. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Fuck you. Anyhow. You get mad about water bottles. I've seen. <laughs> I'm like, here's the thing, Zach. I will take free guitar lessons. <laughs> you don't need them. I, I don't. Okay, cool. Thank you, man. See, that was that. Was that uh, what, what's Validity. The, uh, the, the charming. How do you how do you develop? Uh, anyway, we're fine. Um, so the concept being that the police have finally found this farmhouse, right? Mm-hmm. We're engaging in a big squad raid slash, let's just fucking kill him. Like, the law's on our side anyway. We've proven that they've done it. We right. need to kill them because they're resisting. And we meet Even Wydell. though they're sleeping with corpses and that kind of shit. We do meet Wydell. And Wydell sort of fancies himself as this, like, this cleanser of the wicked, mm-hmm. right? He feels yeah. like he's the the this the Michael character yes. coming to smite. Yes. You know he what I mean? He is yeah. the slaying sword of God. If these are the devil's rejects, I will be their deliverer from this <laughs> kind of thing, right? Yeah, I'll bring you back to right. hell. <laughs> uh, and we start off with like this beautiful like western style mm-hmm. shot uh, shootout. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, and I love just the commentary on the inside of the house because really all it is is fuck, 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 <laughs> fuck, fuck. <laughs> there, there was fuck uttered more times than there were other mm. audible words. Fuck, 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 fuck. <laughs> fuck, fuck, fuckity, fuck, fuck. <laughs> so we're, we started blasting, right? Yeah. <laughs> so anyway. Yeah. There's there's a couple of like uh, the, what the the one exchange is I will say that like Mama Firefly who I guess is Mama Firefly I yeah. would only assume right is talking to Baby Sherry Moon Zombie's mm-hmm. character and t- telling her because uh, you brought this up which I thought was really really sick but she calls <laughs> it you were always my little angel you were always mm-hmm. such a little angel and everything Q yeah Q Halloween where we meet Myers which came out not long after this right right so that and, probably has some significance and that was a new name and a new moniker uh-huh. for Lori was Angel, angel. Myers yeah. I thought that yeah, was yeah, really yeah. cool mm-hmm. which I don't think we actually found that out until the second movie 
No. Which uh, the, which is really interesting. We don't find out that the connection is there, but you do hear the name Angel in Halloween 1, like the remake yeah, of Halloween yeah, yeah, 1 yeah. and everything. But anyway, like it's one of those, like again, like Rob Zombie does this shit, right? Yeah. He cares. It's not <laughs> It's not just, and this is why like I showed him the t-shirt that I want that says I hate reboots. But like Rob Zombie's <laughs> that dude that kind of can get away with it for me because you can tell that he loves this shit. He's not trying to do it better as much as he is trying right. to just reimagine it. I guess. You He's know? one for two. And yeah. that's statistically great. And I haven't watched the monsters yet. So. Better than Shyamalan, dude. <laughs> Shyamalama ding dong. Yeah. <laughs> but Shlamama yeah. <laughs> Shaka Khan is riding on a Honda. Shaka Khan is riding on a Honda. So anyhow. Yeah, like I say, you get drunk, Eric, today. I don't give a fuck. Um, but I don't know who it was it was the guy with darker hair i don't know that his name is significant in terms of like the plot moving forward no. or anything but it's the first body that drops for kill, kill number, number one, one is the man in the iron mask as it were right right um, who mama takes great exception to him being gone she's Im- mm-hmm. immediately emotionally stricken right so i'm gonna put a hot take on this okay. um there's no clarity uh, as to whether or not there is any validity to what I'm about mm-hmm. to say. But I am convinced that the guy who gets shot at the beginning, one of the brothers, is actually Richard Brake's character from mm. Three from Hell. Because he's their half-brother, and they quote-unquote introduce him in Three, but all we saw was him collapse against the wall. And for all we know... We actually, the following scene from this is we see one of them play dead in the road, right? True, yeah. So what if he was playing dead... Could be. ...to come back later? It could be. And you never really, like, you don't get a chance to mourn either because the Mm -hmm. rest of the rejects immediately exit the house. Right. You know, and so the... the And then we get into one of the hottest scenes of all time because... For those of you who follow us on Instagram, which if you don't, you should at under the four words five. Yep. Um, there, I I love doing the music videos, mm-hmm. and this movie did such an amazing job of that. I couldn't imagine doing another song other than Midnight Rider to mm-hmm. them escaping. And I don't know how much Rob Zombie had to pay for that to be mm-hmm. the fucking movie, but it was so worth it. I'm a big fan of associating music with scenes because you're mm-hmm. a writer too, and I don't know if you do this like I do, but when I'm writing a scene, I can usually imagine a song that I've heard before playing yeah. in the background. You know? yeah. And sometimes that song is so powerful and so perfect <laughs> that it's influencing the things that are happening within mm-hmm. the scene. It makes me believe with all of my heart that Rob had that song on deck and kind of directed this film in that mm-hmm. direction to go with it because it was almost too perfect, right? I mean, you even brought it up when you were in, in the watch along. You're like, this is the best. This is the best for this song, fit for this song yeah, in any film ever. Absolutely. Yeah. And one thing that was really cool about it was he kind of put the ball in his court as far as like he had what you described as the comic book shots mm-hmm. yes. a lot where mm-hmm. we got a lot of still frames. Strong angles, great lighting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But when you do that and you put something like that to music, you get to choose the timing mm-hmm. better. So it syncs up really well. Mm-hmm. And like the, the, the synapses in your brain are firing mm-hmm. along with it. And I think that's just natural. It is natural. And I also think it's an ode to like early cinema and I'm not trying to get too deep into it, but before that there, before there was dialogue, 
yeah. in cinema, there were silent movies that were accompanied by music. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's that's sort of part of it. And we get this like kind of opening credits reel where we're introducing the cast and the main crew and that sort of thing, where we pick up kill number two, an incidental mm-hmm. nurse happens upon babies happens upon baby's body it's not really a body it's that old red dead redemption you got me again i'm trying to be a morally mm-hmm. just cowboy here in the new west because uh, she stops her car she yeah. gets out she goes and bends mm-hmm. over her and then we almost hear see this whisper from baby into her ear what uh-huh. do you think that was i uh, kind of a fuck you probably or, <laughs> you know what i mean it's something something that wasn't particularly clever as much as it was just alarmingly like oh shit you're not dead you know <laughs> I feel like it would be something weird though like who the fuck farted <laughs> if you find the Irish baby in the potato field you the captain's respect <laughs> I'm gonna take that home with me <laughs> oh shit it's Otis <laughs> like I said kill number two for kill number yeah. fucking two it's random wild. nurse <laughs> yeah it's wild well, who gives a shit right and then we kind of jump back to the house search so yeah. we're we actually see, like, we have broken entry, we have gotten the tear gas in, Mama Firefly has, like, come up to what I assume is Richard Brake's character for three, which I might be wrong about, um, and she pulls a gun up and she puts it to her head, she's like, you're not fucking taking me alive. Right. And he's like, well, we're gonna fucking try to, so she, mm-hmm. all you hear is that click. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, Mark that. Yeah, yeah. Mark, mark that. <laughs> <laughs> He was like, oh, you're not getting off that mm-hmm. easy. I'm like, you say that like you fucking did something, Sheriff right. Wynell. <laughs> right. The whole news report, and this is something that's funny because if I'm not mistaken, it begun, it begins as a local news report, then it becomes like statewide, then it's like mm-hmm. nationwide news and that sort of thing about these murders that are happening. That yeah, kind of there is a bounty on these people. <laughs> he, Wydell is like... Like, the spotlight is on him during all mm-hmm. these news reports, which is so fucking funny to me. I've never <laughs> seen a sheriff threaten a serial killer on live TV. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was so good. But anyway, uh, we do introduce ourselves to Captain Spaulding, though, right? Yep. yep. So we uh, cut over to... ICP could never. <laughs> <laughs> and again, fucking R.I.P. Sid Hay. Yep. Uh, fucking one of the most... I. This is one of the most iconic horror characters that's ever been created. created. And for anyone who doesn't like Rob Zombie, you have to give him credit on this. Mm -hmm. This is like one of his brain children. Mm -hmm. Like this feels like a character, like between him and Otis, it's just like, this feels like such an extension of what Rob Zombie likes to create, which jury's out on what that says about him, but like, (laughs) you know, as we're all weird and creative. I I write horror too. So it's like one of those things where like, what is that barrier? Like, do you really want to be conservative when you're trying to scare people? Absolutely not. And that's what I'm saying. So we start off with, uh, Captain Spaulding Mm -hmm. is blowing out this like two minute sex scene with, as he refers to as, I'm not being misogynist about this. Some whore. <laughs> I don't think you're a whore. I know it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and like, it was one of the worst orgasms I've ever watched. It was like, that sad half chub orgasm where you've been going at it for 45 minutes to an hour. Call me the captain. Minutes. You're on your back. You know what I mean? Gravity's a factor. You're a couple drinks deep. This isn't going anywhere. You're not that attracted. He's had four Johnny bootleggers at this point. <laughs> I'm speaking from experience. I'm better now, just not today. That's all I'm saying. Anyhow, twas all a dream, right? It was all a dream. Right. She about blew his brains out. Across the... The scene. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Damn, it was actually there. Bars. <laughs> so, yes. Three fewer white claws each and we would have had that. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, we do get the... Uh, you know, she's having sex with Captain Spaulding and she just pulls the gun out. She's like, pretty much saying like, aren't we fucking funny? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Laugh, clown. So she, you know, blows his brains out. It's a snap. It's all a dream. He wakes up to a very, uh, not the same body style of woman. His girlfriend does not look like the woman he was dreaming about. <laughs> Gentlemen, it was one of those times. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. (laughs) This is actually one of my favorite lines, too, in the movie, is the girlfriend, like, rolls over and, like, puts her her arm around him and just goes, did you have a bad dream? He goes, it was, like, (laughs) (laughs) 50-50. Yeah, and so, like, their exchange is more or less that he's not that, like I said, he's not... He's not invested, right? Yeah. He is, however, invested on the fact that this commercial that he's paid for, for his brand or whatever. I how much that you know what I mean? I don't know. It was apparently a lot of money because he does make mention of that when it gets up, uh, um, when it gets interrupted by breaking news. Right. right? Which honestly, when it get, gets interrupted, it feels like most of the commercial already. Like it feels like they maybe cut yeah. off a second and a yeah. half. I paid an extra $2.75 for that last second. And the commercial was really just to say that he had a half-human, half-monkey, which he really just had a monkey at his, like, emporium, I guess. Yeah. Did you hear about the uh, Vegas Golden Knights goalie that uh, (laughs) filed... He filed for bankruptcy because his, um, like, exotic animal habitat in his home... Like was becoming too expensive or something like that. Like it, it. Uh, there, there were a lot of details, but this is an actual professional NHL. Guys, my tiger goalie. cage is just fucking. It's a hundred percent Tiger King, isn't it? It's so <laughs> fucking funny. It's a lot of snakes and reptiles and shit like that. But he just like it was so expensive that his NHL professional contract could no longer pay for it or something like. That. <laughs> it's so fucking funny. Should have gone NFL. <laughs> anyway, so I'm feeling you on this one. That does cost a lot of money to advertise something that grand, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> and honestly. I think I can speak for both of us on this one. When you spend money on something and it doesn't happen, yeah, <laughs> it's not great. I know. <laughs> Any idea who that could be directed to? Probably someone who's not listening right now. <laughs> anyway, um, so turns out that we've got a phone call too because somebody has also seen the news mm-hmm. except not really it's one of those sheer happenstance moments where mm-hmm. baby has called Spalding mm-hmm. this is what happened daddy they made it to the farmhouse mm-hmm. somebody we are related to is dead kind of mm-hmm. and mama got arrested right, right. we're coming we need fuck, some direction fuck, fuck, yeah fuck, yeah yeah fuck. We're driving. We're in a car. We need some direction. Okay, we're gonna meet up at the meetup spot, right? The what was it called? The uh, Kaiki Palms Motel or something like that. Yeah, right? I think that's actually right. I think it's yeah. Kaiki. Kaiki. I, I think I got it. It's right next to the Big Belly Burger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Kahuna Burger. Big Kahuna Burger. That's that Hawaiian burger. Sorry, uh, Big Belly Burger is DC. Oh, true. Yeah, yeah. God, I wanted one of those so bad, dude. You ever, anybody that's listening ever, like, drunk watched Arrow? You know what I'm talking about? 
That 3 a.m. You know I know what you're talking about. That 3 a.m. arrow binge where you've had nothing but beer for the last seven and a half hours <laughs> and it's time to put something different in You just tank. watched Oliver Queen get stabbed through the chest yeah. and kicked off a fucking mountainside. And side. not die. <laughs> Anyhow. Yeah, so we're meeting up at the Kiki Palms Motel. The family that arrives first, however, is this kind of offshoot traveling band, gagging yeah. family, mm-hmm. bluegrass there's country a ma- outfit. There's two married couples. Yeah. There's... Uh, the roadie and I think that's it, right? Yeah. It's just the five, more or less. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure because this is this is where it all goes down, right? We can see our triangulation appearing on the screen yeah. as, it, as it's happening before us, right? They were about to yeah. cross paths with the fireflies. Right. Uh, I did skip over. We did get an introduction of um, Forey's character. What's the Charlie and their strip club with Candy and Casey and those people involved and that kind of was thing. Was it? Too. Oh yeah, yeah. That yeah. does happen just before yeah. that. It's a quick cut and that. But yeah, 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 that is it. That is a factor. And if I'm not mistaken, that club is where the family was leaving from. That's why that was significant because they played there the night before or something like that. Anyway, I could be wrong, but I think it's just a whorehouse. Sure. I get like I genuinely don't think it was a club. I think it was just fucking. I think it was the spread eagle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So this family is getting settled into their motel, and we have this big scene. mistake. Right. Yeah. You never go to a motel. Well, why don't you just go ahead and go? Why don't you? Just, I feel like I've been talking a lot here for a minute. No, it's yeah. Fun. Why don't it's, you it's, just go ahead and pick it up? It's fine. Yeah. I, like I, I will just. I'm one of those people that like I try not to be a snob about anything, mm-hmm. and I will not stay in a motel. Yeah. Because you know what happens in a motel? Mm-hmm. Someone can kick Nothing your fucking legal. door. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've seen more cops at motels than I have in fucking downtown Winston. The patrons, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it, it's just one, it's one of those things where, like, I feel safer in a hotel. I know you can get murdered anywhere, but, like... Yeah, but three stories up, 27 doors down... That's is, so much is, work! It's <laughs> different than I'm on the ground level and this door doesn't quite lock all the way. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> And of course we have, uh, there are two sets of couples. There's an older couple and a younger couple. Uh, The older couple, the uh, older wife tells the husband to go like grab some ice. She's like, I need a fucking drink. Mm -hmm. Which, you know, I felt that. They had had just uh, finished up playing some show for somebody mm-hmm. and for some reason the husband won't stop bringing up Johnny Cash because he shook his hand one time and it's like that's cool but you know I've shook myself too a couple times you know <laughs> yeah 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 instead of the man in the long black coat <laughs> <laughs> So he's sitting, he's, you know, grabbing some ice in a bucket. I almost it, made a really bad ring of fire joke. I'm just not, not going to. Why? Because everybody in this family falls into the ring of fire. No. <laughs> so anyways, we hear meow. Yeah. Meow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and fucking baby walks around the corner. And she, fucking she, hate it when heterosexuals flirt. I hate it when the honey pot happens more yeah. though. Because she's like, you know, obviously trying to schmooze them mm-hmm. at this hotel. She walks around the corner. It's one of those, if it was that easy, it probably is too good to be true things. You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like That we, is that we, is a fine ass Sherry Moon zombie. You know we've I mean? all had porn ads before. Right. Tell me how many of those girls look like the ad you got. Exactly. <laughs> good luck finding the video in the first place. <laughs> Suddenly I'm buying Legos at cartel prices and I don't know what's going on. <laughs> you know, 
as she like starts putting the moves on, she's like, I bet all the girls want to fuck you because you shook hands with mm. Johnny Cash. Yeah. <laughs> He's just like, <laughs> my favorite, this is another one of my favorite lines that Rob Zombie's ever written is, She's like, do you want to take me back to your room? And he just goes, well, my wife's in that room. Yeah. <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> She's like, well, do you want to take me back to your room? Or is my brother going to have to shoot your fucking teeth out? Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, shit, it's Otis. <laughs> Otis Firefly. <laughs> I caught him in the back. <laughs> She's like, all right, now take us to room number two. Yeah. I have a little bit of a discrepancy in my notes, I think, too. Um, one of my favorite lines, and this may have come before or after. I don't really care. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, they don't have a chance of attacking God directly. This is the Wydell conversation oh, so that's th- happening simultaneously, if I'm not mistaken. This, so when we cut from that scene, yeah. that's what's happening in the room. Okay. So, yeah. we It co- was so fucking laugh out loud funny because <laughs> I don't know why. I've seen this movie several times. Like I said, I've never picked up on that line. Mm-hmm. So fucking funny. <laughs> because think about what that means, right? Like. Yeah, you're just like shooting bullets <laughs> up into the sky like, fuck you, God. <laughs> I don't think this is working. <laughs> we don't have a chance of attacking God directly. It's just been revoked. <laughs> God I'll you, have what she's having. God sent you up for a lethal weapon line. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. And then we get the fucking so bam funny. through yep. the room. The mm-hmm. door gets kicked open even though it's already open. Now we're in a hostage situation, right? Because everybody's doing what you do in a motel and you just pretend like nothing outside is happening. And so they're laying down on the bed watching t- TV, I guess, or listening to the radio. Did it have a TV? It was the 70s. 50-50, right? I feel like it's like one of those uh, reels on Instagram where it's like your dog watching an intruder come in and all you hear is the screaming in the background yeah. and the dog's just like, hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My dog's waiting for the fucking pepperoni by the fridge. <laughs> Are you going to pet me? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, and there's a woman in the shower. It's I, I think it's the wife of Adam. I, it is, I, it, which is the younger... Uh, wife. Right. And I never found her name on IMDb. There's another... That's why I'm going younger and older. Yeah. That's what we got. It's fine. Um, I'm going to go ahead and tell you guys now. None of them survive. Yep. (laughs) And the roadie comes up to the door. You know, there's like, do we have everybody now? Knock on the door. (laughs) I am a lineman for the county. (laughs) He knocks on the door and he's like, yeah, uh, yo, I got that jerky from the store. (laughs) <laughs> and they open the door and baby just pulls him inside and shoots him. <laughs> this one's not going to be a threat. Four. Kill, kill number, number three. three. Kill number fucking three. Jimmy. Rody. Rody Jimmy. Jimmy Rhodes. Jimmy Roadhead. <laughs> Jimmy Rhodes. <laughs> yeah. Anyhow. Yeah, man. It, 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 the thing that was so funny about that one for me is how he had spent his only other scene in the film talking about how he wanted to ride a mechanical bull <laughs> or something, right? Or maybe a real bull. I mean, it doesn't really matter. No, yeah, well, yeah. He, because the mem- the lead... That was the real bull the real, that, uh, the that the real bull. Okay, was cool. talking at least, about. At least he's going all the way. But they had immediately um, like dismissed his 
validity here, right? Now, you can't be a fucking bull rider. What the fuck are you talking about? You're a roadie. You're a roadie, Jimmy. You know what I mean? It was fucking funny. Anyhow, so that kill happens. We get a hard cut to this really cool um, Spalding scene, the carjacking scene. You want to pick that one up? Yeah, this is actually like my favorite scene that Rob Zombie's ever done. No shit. Um, Number one all time. 100%. He does a lot of really good shit, but just like Sid Haig's delivery on this. Mm. So, you know, he pulls up to, I think it's called like a pump and go or something like that in the middle of West Virginia or wherever the fuck they're at. Your mom has many names. Yeah. <laughs> so he pulls up and there's a mother and a son that are walking out and getting back into their car. Right. Um and I will say for this being my favorite scene, it is wild to me that nobody dies. Mm-hmm. Right? Um It is wild. It, like <laughs> I will say I will say cuz you you suspect it, but like you sort of almost expect it yeah. too. <laughs> so the the mother's getting into the car, she's telling the son to get in because we have Captain Spaulding approaching mm-hmm. and he's just <laughs> it's like Star Wars, Star Wars Battlefront Captain Spaulding as a front <laughs> and he just like looks down at her and is like what's so fucking funny I told you I was she was like what do you mean clown business to take my car and right. she starts laughing at him and he's fuck are you laughing at bitch mm-hmm. and he just like cracks the shit out of her right she hits the ground she's into the car of this child that would have needed more therapy than I would ever be able to afford because he gets in and he's like, what's wrong kid? You don't like clowns? Aren't we fucking funny? And the kid just like cuts back to like this awkward cut of the kid and this kid was actually the worst actor in this entire movie. No, he was actually crying. I believe <laughs> this was the this was the woman's actual son. He didn't know this was, he didn't know this is what he was doing today. That's a Rob <laughs> right. The kid just like has this really weird smile. He starts shaking his head. He's like, no. The kid <laughs> small. He's like, all right, so you're gonna get the fuck out of the car. Mm-hmm. And when I come back here, if you can't give me a legitimate reason that you hate clowns, I'm gonna kill your whole fucking mm-hmm. family. <laughs> And we just like gets out and Spalding drives off into the sunset. <laughs> it was like it was one of the most incredible scenes I had ever seen. Cause like watching Sid Hang just covered in like his mm-hmm. war paint ICP makeup. Right, yeah. <laughs> talking shit to some kid. That was the scariest fucking moment of this entire movie. Because I put myself in the shoes of the child. Like you mentioned, the therapy. <laughs> The therapy of going to this place that's very remote, very, you know what I mean? Hanging out with my mom. This is my rock. This is my one and only. I'm eight. I've never seen anything like this before. It's the 70s. Clowns are still okay. Bundy's happening. Right. You know, but clowns are still okay. And this big fucking six foot nine and a half motherfucker (laughs) cold cocks my mom to the pavement, gets into my car, threatens to kill my entire family, and makes me wonder why I hate clowns, right? <laughs> that's so much therapy. It's, that's fucking fucking funny as shit, dude. It's so Rob Zombie. I almost wish that he had gotten in the car and just been like, hi. <laughs> <laughs> but it is so Rob Zombie. And that's what I meant earlier when I said, like, he he's not afraid to insert the joke in there. No, you know? it, absolutely. Because that's funny. Yeah, as fucked up as yeah. the scene was, it was hilarious. Yeah. And that's what I think... Uh, like just on a short spiel about this, mm-hmm. I feel like that's where Rob Zombie really challenges people yeah. a lot because it's like when you walk into a room and you say something that you're not allowed to say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Making it, objectively 
dislikable characters, like mm-hmm. subjectively like relatable in a weird way. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And, and that was like one of the bigger differences between this and his Halloween yeah. reboot is in the Halloween reboot, he made a lot more characters that were really easy to kill. Right. And made uh, Michael Myers more sympathetic. Whereas in this movie, we were sympathetic to this family. Like, even by the time we get to the motel, like, we're sympathetic yeah. to the family because family stays together. Yeah. Family that slays together stays together. I'm going to coin that. There you go. <laughs> Put that on a t shirt. Holy shit. <laughs> That's Patreon fodder. Patreon fodder. <laughs> so yeah, we cut back, and this is probably where I'm going to go ahead and insert like the trigger warning for this episode. There, there's a little bit of uh, sexual deviance that happens in this sequence here. Yeah. And let's go ahead and plug it now. Probably go ahead and skip ahead like 60 seconds if this is a trigger for you. If anything remotely related to, the, we're like, literally just going to say what happens. Yep, you know, like it so would... three, two, one. Yeah, let's go. So yeah. we start off with the two couples that are still alive in the room. And we have uh, the female older wife uh, winds up. Oof, not going to get into what uh, Otis Firefly says yeah, about. That's okay. Yeah, I just don't think that's necessary. Yep. But essentially, uh, Otis says something about baby dancing and. He's like, what? You don't like my sister? Well, fine. She's going to sit down anyways. I'm going to mm-hmm. make your wife stand up, strip her down. And then there's like this really awkward scene where he like makes her take her clothes off and then like rubs his gun against her clit mm-hmm. in her panties and then kind of tells her to fuck off yeah. after he like kisses her. She like kisses his stomach mm-hmm. a couple times yeah. and it's just like. It was a very awkward and like, again, like it's Rob Zombie. Mm -hmm. You kind of expect it. I think that's, I don't even know that it is unnecessary in the fact that like you can't have that. I think it's unnecessary in the fact that like you didn't need that for the horror that you've already driven. And and that it gets echoed later on and we can probably like back out of it unless you wanted to say something else at this point. But like it's one of those things that all of this is about establishing power. Yeah. Right. It's about controlling the power of the room and that kind of thing. And taking something to that kind of extreme is mm-hmm. one way to do it. Certainly. Right. You know what I mean? Is it the only way to do it? No. It's not. <laughs> In and, fact, the next scene is how we do- like make power. And that's kind of what know? my point is. So, yeah. <laughs> we get to another one of my favorite scenes. And this is actually where I fell in love with Bill Mosley. Mm-hmm. I think my only... Yeah, my... I had to go walk. i uh actually put into my notes it just says bill mosley and a heart (laughs) (laughs) word this is again this is where i fell in love with bill mosley as an actor Mm -hmm. like i loved him in texas chainsaw but like this was like a really forefront role for him and and i'll like i'll like bolster that by saying this is my favorite line in the whole in the whole movie yeah so we have says all right i'm taking the boys uh you take care of the girls to baby and you know baby's on lockdown now and making Mm -hmm. sure that the two wives don't go anywhere meanwhile jimmy's like dead body is just like on the stone couch in the corner (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. You, you even mentioned, you're like, he would have been there anyway. There's no reason to kill him. You think Jimmy's going to do anything? Just give him some Cheetos and a blunt. He's going to be fine. So uh, they wind up driving out to like this area that I guess they already knew. 
We have no idea where this is. We have no idea how far they are from home. But mm. apparently, close to where this motel is, they have buried guns. And yeah. that's where Bill Mosley is taking the men right now because he's going to make them dig it up and then execute both mm -hmm. of them. And it was just, it was so funny. Like in the van on the way there, when he was just like, Man, I didn't realize you like the top 40 hits. I really took you as like, you know, a fucking, God, what did he call them? Like, uh, not, not the one thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to like navigate it without pulling the word out. <laughs> well, no, there was something else he called you the, when he was the talking idea about the radio. The idea essentially being that like, since it's like a bluegrass country band, that that would be what he would be into. Not right. like top 47, like late 70s too. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like Motley Crue was out. You know, what I mean? <laughs> so it was weird, and he was like, "I would have taken you for somebody that would have liked the old, you know, mm -hmm. Johnny Cash reference again, or something I like mean, that." I mean, do you, you feel know? like that was Rob Zombie personifying him just a little bit? It's that, and it's the fact that it's another assertion of power here, right? I'm going mm -hmm. to take something that is true about you as a human being, and I'm going to make you question the validity of that, right? Right. By creating that dissension within yourself by mm -hmm. Being critical, right? And the, it's a classic manipulator, right? It's it's the manipulation, it's the serial killer bullshit, but it's all coming together here, right? Yeah, he's yeah. certainly still fucking with him, yeah. but it was again like I think he's trying to like teeter that line of right. you know this is an evil entity, but we're making it a person mm -hmm. kind of thing. Yep. And then actually, if you want to get into this scene, because I know with yeah. just the kick so, alone. You so know. <laughs> the, the, we have a little bit of a scuffle. Essentially, like Adam is also here. He's the he's the younger male mm -hmm. of the group and everything. Um, we get to a point where Otis's back is turned to Adam. Adam grabs a plank, strikes Otis across the back of the head. Um, there's a scuffle. There's a little bit of, you know, struggling and things like that. Two on out. one. Otis kicks the shit out of Adam. <laughs> Ah! <laughs> Otis caught Adam in the front with a back. <laughs> and Adam moved an honest five feet through the air. It was it was pretty remarkable. More or less, there's there's a bullet that gets fired, there's you know, blows to the head. Otis is the one that emerges unscathed. Both of the other dudes are essentially dead. I mean, at this point I had go ahead I, I went ahead and marked the kills and everything sure. because I knew it was coming. From a religious standpoint, we get the basis of all of this, right? Whether you're religious or not, right? It's so hard for this scene. <laughs> Do you want to talk about this part here? Like, I feel like it might... I don't know, man. I'm an yeah. atheist, so, like, maybe it transcends better for you. So, one like... of the things that's always been so interesting about, as, as somebody who is a Christian, I believe very powerfully, or very, like, deeply in the fact that you don't ever question God's power. It's just one of those things. You That's not something that you should taunt or beckon right. or any of that kind of thing. And so for the person who has damn near killed your your musical buddy and is about to, and has damn near killed you as well mm -hmm. for him to sit he shot in the neck for him to sit point. down yeah for him to look you in the eye and say I want you to pray to your god and I want you to call down a bolt of lightning to smite me right here right is challenging right mm -hmm. you would think as a christian that this would be the ultimate insult to god's power right, right. to call that to call that shit down the thing about it is, every time in history anybody has ever done that, nothing has happened. <laughs> oh, that's so crazy. <laughs> right. <laughs> Who'd have thought? <laughs> and so, he, he, um, what's his name? Shit. What's the older dude's name? Roy. Roy. Yeah. Is 
I pray for the bunnies. I pray for the little birds in the springtime morning. You know, you know all that shit. And it's like, all right, that's not what I said. First of all, I asked for lightning bolts and you're giving me this Snow White fucking, you know. Anyway. Maybe that's um, why he didn't do anything. It, it could be. Yeah, he said the wrong spell. Um, but there's that. The, yeah. <laughs> there's two lines that are really like here. And that's like, uh, um, bitch, I have just started. You know? <laughs> And then there's the line where Otis is delivering this to Roy at this point. He says, I am the devil, and I'm here to do the devil's work. And just fucking chills. Yeah. Chills mm-hmm. the first time I heard that so in the good. movie. And it's funny, too, because it's predicated by the fact that he had this moment where he's like, Oh! Oh! Mm-hmm. I feel the Holy Spirit inside he's of me! He's playing with his food <laughs> how many times have we talked about that on this podcast you play with your food if you're a serial killer and he did and like the fuck <laughs> the fuck shit is like he kills him because he's here to do, or he kills roy mm-hmm. because he is here to do the devil's work for kill number four let's just go ahead and say five yeah kill number four and fucking yeah, five yeah because now we actually have otis walking over to uh adam adam mm-hmm. And he's like, well, I was just going to let you bleed out like a good Samaritan. You wanted to be the fucking hero. Heroes don't win this game. Hell yeah. And he just fucking like, we get this. It's one of those uh, weird Call of Duty lobbies. (laughs) It almost looks like the way they shot it was the same way that they shot um, Mr. Blonde cutting off. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The the cop's ear in Reservoir yeah. Dogs because <laughs> we just get this j- wide elbow shot of just mm-hmm. cutting away big arms and you know we come back to the motel room and you know Otis kicks his way in mm-hmm. fucking uh, the notable thing is like Papa Spalding is here now the girl tried sure. to escape once yeah we we can probably gloss over this I mean it's not that big of a deal but effectively like we have baby having her Otis moment where she's manipulating the mm-hmm. women right right and it's another one of those power struggle things the problem is that baby isn't quite as like integrated into this lifestyle and like the methodology or perhaps the script that the devil's rejects read from you know what I mean <laughs> um so the younger girl whose name I I couldn't find on IMDb. I'll be sure. honest. I couldn't find. There's 40 fucking people. In Even this though movie she lived and... longer than everyone else in this scene. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but essentially, there's a gun. There's slapping. There's punching and that kind of thing. It's a little bit abusive. I mean, it's fringing on that. We, yeah. we probably don't have to get too in depth with it. If you can, if you've seen this movie, you know what we're talking about. But she, um, <laughs> she escapes. Essentially, there is a sequence where um, she is held at gunpoint by baby. Mm-hmm. And then the older woman, who presumably is the mother of the uh, whatever, mm-hmm. who gives a shit, right, points the gun at Baby and gets taunted into firing at her. She does. Click. Right. It's Fair. all mind power, yeah. bitch. Baby is really good at throwing knives underhand, apparently, because she, yeah. she checks mom. Shot to the heart. <laughs> right. You know, and all that shit. So for kill number six, Wendy is her name. I did pick uh, that one. Okay. Yeah, Wendy goes down for kill number six via knife throw that Harley Quinn goodness. Um, <laughs> and then it's that sequence of pull the trigger, shoot me right in the ass, click. There's no fucking bullets in here. What are you, you talking stupid about? This bitch. is just a power struggle. What are you fucking yeah. stupid? Right. In that moment, the other girl that's in the bathroom trying to escape goes out the other door, makes right. it all the way across and everything. <laughs> and then she runs into Captain Spaulding, who has just arrived at the mm-hmm. motel. And. <laughs> 
<laughs> She's just like this was one of those Texas Chainsaw scenes, right? It was. Yeah. It was between that and the scene we'll get here in a minute, where she just gets fucking skull cracked by fucking by Captain Spaulding. Seventy so, damage may cause paralysis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so they're all back in the motel room. So now we have the return of Otis, mm-hmm. and he comes in. He just kicks the door in again. Mm-hmm. And, but this time he's wearing Adam's face. Yeah. Right? So good. And this yeah. is where it starts to be like super Texas chainsaw. Mark that. Yeah. <laughs> and of course they're like, well, we can just fuck with everybody here, but we need to leave. And they're like, okay, well, leave. Like, you know, we have the standoff between Otis and uh, Spalding. Mm-hmm. Otis has daddy issues. Surprise. <laughs> Exchanging some pleasantries. Yeah. Um, so they wind up being like, all right, well, we're going to just fuck off. And we have this shot. Of, I guess it's the following day when the uh, housekeeping comes by. Mm-hmm. She, two hours later. Two hours later. And there is just a fucking massacre in this room. Like, they could yeah. not pay me enough to clean up all yeah. that. Luckily, the cops get paid to There's do that. There's shit everywhere. <laughs> Art was here. <laughs> Somebody's just defecating a fucking fishbowl. <laughs> um, so the girl actually comes, yeah. is now wife. Incidentally, yeah, I was going to yeah, say. That, Adam's yeah. wife is wearing Adam's face. <laughs> because in case you hadn't noticed, as much as we're talking about family, we're dealing with some sadistic fucks right now. Yeah, dude. And she like runs out. We, yeah, we have this again. It's another uh, really well shot, like Texas Chainsaw style, like camera shake, yeah. where, where uh, the girl's actually trying to follow her and try and help her. Mm-hmm. She runs out in the middle of the road. Biggest difference between Texas Chainsaw and this one is instead of the truck stopping to help her, mm-hmm. just fucking. Eh! Yeah. <laughs> the greatest anime assassin of all time, Truck Coon, is in the house. Four. Kill, kill number, number seven. Kill number fucking seven. Casey. Splat is what Splat. I put. <laughs> 100%. I'm going to pick it back up after this, but I do want to touch on what that was went my... from 5'4 to 7'8. <laughs> count it. Count it. Count it. Count it. Yeah, I'm going to back up just a hair. Because okay. this scene was... It's inconsequential. Okay. It's so funny to me. That the police have identified via images, via pictures and mm-hmm. things like that, little clues that they found, that all of these motherfuckers, like, names, their code names that they're using, the Devil's mm-hmm. Rejects is who I'm talking about, are characters played by the Marx Brothers. Mm-hmm. So, they employ a Marx Brothers expert to come down to the station, present <laughs> what he knows, and see if we can dig a little bit deeper into who these guys are, right? The guy gets on a little bit of an offended tear here because somebody insults the fact that, like, you know, Marx, like, who gives a shit, right? And, and we're, suddenly we're talking about Elvis. Well, turns out that Elvis Presley died three days before Groucho Marx does, we get a scuffle here within the police <laughs> office because Wydell is all, don't you ever insult the king again. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's, and he has, the, this is uh, one of my favorite, you have the fuck Groucho line, right? But you have this, get this Hollywood loving pussy out of my face. And then the the Marks guy was like, Elvis was in Hollywood. What are you talking about? <laughs> 
And it's completely inconsequential. Again, don't be afraid to insert the humor. That's fucking funny. He was on television. He was on television. That's what I'm saying. Because they tried to edit his his hip thrust. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) (laughs) Forrest Gump's watching it somewhere in Alabama. (laughs) This is not for children's eyes. Um, Anyway, so Wydell is now investigating this scene. We got cases on cases on cases, you know. We introduced Danny Trejo as a character. Rondo. Rondo. Yes, sir. Kind of your bad cop, right? You know, that's a stupid fucking name, Rondo. (laughs) I love the part where uh, the deputy, I can't remember his name, Mm -hmm. but comes up to Wydell because they're talking about the... uh, I know Maria Gomez, Mm -hmm. who was the... (laughs) Who who was the housekeeping. Yeah. He's like, she's fucking... She's saying a lot of shit. It's all in Spanish. <laughs> turns out Wydell can speak Spanish. Yeah, as it turns out, Wydell has been spent enough time in the South that he knows mm-hmm. the lingo. Wydell is an educated man. I wouldn't say that. But <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't kick the ball that hard. But <laughs> That's a bunt. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so it, it's, it's obvious that the rejects were here, mm-hmm. right? And we're hot on the trail at this point. The rejects themselves, the Avengers have assembled. We have uh, Spalding in with everything, right? Time for ice cream break, I guess, right? Tootie fucking fruity. Yeah, Yeah. do you want to sing the song? (laughs) Tootie fucking fruity. (laughs) (laughs) And this is like the most inconsequential scene. It is. Aside from the fact that I'm curious as to if they... Because I can't imagine they paid for the ice cream. Uh, Sure, and who gives a shit, right? Because like the point is that we establish some wholesomeness between this group of people. Mm -hmm. It is a family. Do you want to taste? No, I don't fucking, I, I don't like that. You know, kind of boops him on the nose with her ice cream. And he's kind of pissed, but everybody's laughing. Everybody's kind of having, there's no fucking ice cream in your future. Gives him ice cream anyway. You know what I mean? You and can almost hear the, everywhere you percent. And so the only reason why I'm really harping on this so much is because this is the first time that we see these guys not only as a family, but like there's like real love here. It's not artificial. It's not we're all just fucking crazy. It's like yeah, we there is actual depth here between our associations with one another, right. and that sort of thing, right? And so it's kind of a big deal. We have kind of again a, a little bit of an inconsequential scene where we meet uh, Wydell's brother, if I'm not mistaken, George. Well, George- we get. Yeah, that's a dream sequence. It is a dream sequence. Um, but that's also predicated on this scene of us seeing Mama Firefly again. Yeah. And that's where we kind of get into the investigation. Because mm-hmm. like you're saying, we meet the brother in the dreamscape and he just mm-hmm. says, you need to fucking kill all of them. There's a quick cut of like Rondo has maybe found them because he's mm-hmm. heard some rumors about people using these names that we've investigated. Right. right? You know, and all this uh, shit's kind of moving now. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so we get this fucking hardcore interrogation because Wydell pretty much has a boner the entire time. Hot and slow, baby. And he's just fucking telling Mama Firefly he's like choking her a little bit. He's just like, I'm gonna fuck you up. Mama's feeling that. Yeah, she's like, fucking do it. (laughs) Right. Fucking do it. (laughs) Sorry, daddy? (laughs) And as he describes later in this movie, he fucks her with a knife. Yeah. Which, it's not vaginal or no. anal. He just, like... No, he stabs her in the chest. But, like, it's... Like, he just... Uh, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh. 
And honestly, I think both of them enjoyed it, is what I took It could be, yeah, for me, the sexual association with it is for ammunition later on. Sure, you know, absolutely. Like, it it wasn't, it didn't actually have anything to do with that, you know? Yeah. I still, like, stand by the fact that Wydell had a throbbing erection. Oh, I I did. Like, (laughs) through the rest of this movie. (laughs) But yeah, so uh, for I guess we'll go ahead and mark kill number eight. Kill number right? fucking yeah. eight, Mama Firefly, yeah. R.I.P. Um, the rejects at this point have made it back to the strip club where this all began. Mm-hmm. We've met Charlie. Turns out Charlie and Spalding go way back. Yeah, may or may not be brothers. May or not. Yeah, they're definitely Eskimo bros. Mm-hmm. Like they yeah, definitely put, they yeah, put yeah. that energy forward. Right. Uh, and we have a little bit of a party sequence. There's a, a little mm. fake out with Is Charlie betraying us. Oh, it's a squirt gun filled with fucking vodka. Oh, that's so great. All right, let's get drunk and fuck each other. Everywhere yeah. you look. <laughs> shots, 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 shots. That is immediately what we go into. And we just have like this really soft party scene and mm-hmm. like baby's having fun talking to the other sex workers mm-hmm. and fucking Spalding is doing cocaine with I'm Charlie. I'm pretty sure this is the first time Otis has been dry humped in his life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's waiting for Candy to like actually do uh-huh. some fucking work. Right, yeah. She talked to me like Tommy Pickles. <laughs> <laughs> do it. Do it. <laughs> um, so now we have the return of the Mac. So as there, it were, yes. So what's important for this scene is earlier there were some chicken fuckers that we ran into. That's all we need to know. Yeah. Yeah. He I'm not, me a chicken fucker, boss. I'm not making that trigger warning. <laughs> and really what I'm saying is I don't want you to make that trigger warning. Because <laughs> they're just not even going to listen to the episode. They're like, what do you mean there's a trigger warning for bestiality? <laughs> right. <laughs> but when they leave the chicken fuckers coop, they mm-hmm. wind or... One fell over the fucker's coop? Something like that. Hey, yeah. Hey. <laughs> Count it. Yeah. <laughs> They're dri- uh, Charlie and his henchmen are driving off, <laughs> and they get stopped by Wydell. And Wydell yeah. has told him, you're going to fucking help me, yeah. or I'm going to kill your whole fucking family. <laughs> Echoes, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, right. Call, call and response here, right? Yeah, he does the thing, and then he does the other thing. <laughs> so flash forward to this party. Right. Now, little, little Rondo cookout. Yeah, right? we've seen yeah. the Devil's Twosome has arrived, which Making is Danny Trejo. And, bucks, yeah. I can't fucking stand a well done hamburger. I'm sorry. I can't stand it. It's so it. good. I can't it's stand so a well done hamburger. Oh, man, smash patties of the future. Sure, I get that. But they're objectively worse than a medium, nice medium ground beef quarter pounder. Not even close. Dude. I'd rather eat glass. No, you wouldn't. I would rather eat ass. If I put you a McDonald's medium grilled quarter pounder in front of you and crushed glass, you're really telling me you're grabbing the spoon. The quarter pounder does not come out fucking medium. (laughs) (laughs) First of all, you're telling me that these people know how to tempt something that's not well done already. That's actually very fair. (laughs) I I will give you that. I will give you that. So let's jump to Applebee's where I also wouldn't get that. I'm just saying medium burgers are where it's at. I like a little pink in my burger. I know that's weird. Probably a little unsanitary for ground beef, depending if it whether, whether or not you know where it comes from. You know? The difference between eating that and a fucking rare steak at Harris Teeter is the same thing. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm just a rare I, guy. I, I'm I, just a rare guy. I would still rather eat Candy's ass than I would. I would too, dude. That's fucking Buttercup from Powerpuff Girls. <laughs> 
We were ha- we were jo- like all jokes aside, like no, this is jokes included. <laughs> go look up her credentials, like what her voice acting list looks like, the shit that she's been on. It blew my mind. I knew her from uh, there's a Nicolas Cage movie called Valley Girl, mm-hmm. where she played like the best friend of the love interest, kind of like this Romeo and Juliet set in like the late eighties, you know. Juliet. It was before she got the role of Tommy Pickles, like I said in Rugrats. <laughs> but her shit is crazy. <laughs> That's a resume. Anyhow. So we get the introduction of the the terrible twosome has found yeah. the whorehouse that they're in, or brothel, or whatever, whatever you want to call it. I'm calling it shit that mm. Rob Zombie would call it. Yeah. <laughs> it's my grandma's house. <laughs> The whorehouse. Yeah. I didn't meet your grandma. No, she, she, no. <laughs> no, sir. So, <laughs> uh, we get our kill number nine, kill number fucking nine. We get uh, these parallel scenes where we have Danny Trejo that just like walks up mm-hmm. behind one that's getting milk out of the fridge and just slits her fucking throat. And then we have another dude. The oh, I don't remember the dude's name. It's it, it basically Candy and Casey die in this sequence mm-hmm. here, and it's Trejo that's doing it. The other guy is um, bigger and stronger and all that kind of shit. But mm-hmm. he's approaching Candy and Otis. Yeah, and and while this is happening, I mean, like the concept effectively being that Wydell is here too mm-hmm. because Charlie has sold them out. Mm-hmm. We also have our kill number 10, our kill number fucking 10, yeah. Candy, who gets just yep. one to the brain. <laughs> yep. Candy Casey. Boom, boom. God rest your souls. <laughs> Nine and 10. That's it. There's a great line where he says, uh, where um, Spaulding says, make sure I'm dead because I'll come back and make you my bitch. And it's responded to, in response, (laughs) Wydell says, bitch that, motherfucker. Which I'm just like, I don't understand how you wrote that I was going to say, you want to break that one down for me? I don't think there's anything to break down. There was no substance for that one. After all of the remarkable dialogue we've had, and the one-liners, and the threats, and the fucking execution of the acting. Bitch this, daddy! Like, that's that's how that line came across. It sounds like you said those words out of order. (laughs) Daddy, bitch this! It sounds like drunk Eric to me, is what it sounds like. <laughs> so, we get all the Firefly clan out yeah. of the house. Um, we're getting the raffle stomp on Otis, and they finally throw him in the van, and we bring it back to where it all began. The farmhouse. We bring it We bring it on home to... Going home. <laughs> coming home. Coming home. I was going for Chris Daughtry. Uh, I was to going the place to... place where I <laughs> I was going for, is that Nora Jones? No. Okay, maybe. Who gives a shit? <laughs> Though my kingdom awaits. I deliberately don't listen to music that's associated with animals getting adopted. <laughs> yeah. Is Nora or, Jones or, on or, one of those? Well, it's that in like soldiers coming home and holding oh, their yeah. kids for the first time. It's like those two things. I just don't listen to that. I'll cry. I'll cry. <laughs> so we get this torture scene. Wydell is... Tied up the rest of the Firefly clan that he knows of. Yeah, to mark these, that. To these chairs. <laughs> and he's trying to make them feel remorse, which, like, is just stupid. Like, that's just a stupid concept. Like, And he takes the pictures he, of the victims. And he, he spent, like, five minutes thinking about, you know what I'm going to do? You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to make them feel something. I'm going to piss on their face while they're still alive. <laughs> fucked up dude, man. Hey, this person that you killed, how does that make you feel? 
I killed them. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I have remorse for what I've done. You think I care more now? <laughs> right. Let me re-emphasize the fact that at this point, north of 85 people have died. <laughs> so... I'm coming home. <laughs> right. Coming home. That is a kill streak that'll get you a pro scholarship with any first person <laughs> shooting video game. You are on the team. His Halo stats are off the fucking map. I'm telling you, dude. Yeah. And he what what so what's he doing with the images, man? What's he doing with the pictures? Because this is this was <laughs> a weird, a this was the weird one for me. Yeah, he gets a staple gun and he's just like, well, you'll remember them now, and just starts power stapling like 12 yeah. because all we hear is cha-cha 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 and i'm just like yeah i'm sure that hurts i'm also still sure that they don't give a fuck my problem is is they're not feeling their kills they're feeling your staples <laughs> you're not you didn't reach them man you're not how do like, i reach yeah. these <laughs> how you're, do i stand and deliver these kills you're not enacting <laughs> psychological warfare on them yet you've just put 12 staples into their stomach <laughs> and then we get and i think this turnaround is cut like because you know we've nailed note uh otis to the chair mm-hmm. Uh, through his hands from shock I guess Otis and Spalding have passed out at this point yeah and Baby's kind of like been set free and this is the equivalence of villain splaining mm-hmm. but the fact that he's doing it I think is why we felt even more compassion for the Firefly clan yeah because he's like he's playing with his food mm-hmm. and we had that power shift he's no different yeah exactly yeah. you're just as bad yeah. as they are which is why only Batman stands alone. Right. <laughs> but he tells her, he's like whispers in his ear, in her ear, like, go, run, mm-hmm. run, bitch, run. Mm-hmm. And like she fucking gets out of there and he follows her and shoots her in the leg. Mm-hmm. And we think like, for the first time watching this movie, we think we're about to lose Sherry Moon Zombie because mm-hmm. we're alluded to the fact that we're not going to have another yeah. movie mm-hmm. after this. Yeah, Otis and Spalding are burning alive. Yeah, because he set right he now. set the yeah. house on fire and said fuck They're it. They're nailed to their chairs and shit at this point too. Yeah. Mm. So then, as White Owl is choking the life out of Sherry Moon Zombie underneath of him with his throbbing erection. Yeah. For the second time, dude. Today. The intimacy coordinator for this had to have so much shit to yeah, deal yeah. with. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that was probably the highest part of their budget. <laughs> you know, he's choking the shit out of It's her. just Robin Williams from Goodwill Hunting. <laughs> it's not your fault. It's not your fault. It's not your fault that you have a boner. He's, he's choking the shit. I'm sorry, I'll stop interrupting. Something yeah. we buried the lead on at the beginning of this podcast mm-hmm. so that we could reveal it to you now, the very opening scene for those of you who have not seen it, is there is a body that is getting pulled through the forest for about three minutes. Mm-hmm. Like, just straight up. Uh, like the naked body. Yeah, just dragging a body through yeah. the woods. And we see him look through the wilderness to see the cops in the initial mm-hmm. sting. Mm-hmm. And what do we see but a fucking 6'9 dude mm-hmm. standing over the back of Wydell. Tiny, the long-lost brother, Sir. has returned. Yeah. Search and destroy this. <laughs> Grabs Wydell by the throat from behind, approaches from behind his <laughs> his Jack Skellington like figure, right? <laughs> the mask on and everything. He never, and that was what was so cool to me about this whole sequence was it was almost 
as if he had just been living in the woods waiting for them to come home because there are some clear deficiencies in Tiny, right? Right. You know what I mean? Like his neck. Tiny knows how to fucking break necks, though. <laughs> you know, and what she does. He's Four. Kill, kill number, number 11. 11. Kill number fucking 11. <laughs> fucking Wydell. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> they say the devil that you know is better than the one you don't know. So you delivered that better than it counts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm on White Claw number six. I think this is my sweet spot. <laughs> and, and, you know, it was one of those scenes where this is the only thing that was super immersion breaking for yeah. me that I didn't understand is after he saves Baby, mm-hmm. uh, Tiny goes inside and pulls Otis and uh, Captain Spaulding out and puts him <laughs> in the car. And he's like, Otis just looks up at him and goes, We'll come back for Are you. Are you sure about this? <laughs> Tiny just walks into the house and burns to death and explodes. It explodes for no reason. Yeah. Why would he go kill himself? That doesn't make any fucking sense whatsoever. I'm tired of being tall. <laughs> this big and tall dockers. You know what? Actually, thinking about it now, if they shot it in, uh, like, in sequence, yeah. this movie was actually dedicated to McGrory. Yeah. So I wonder. Oh, if, like a send off kind well, of vibe. Not even that. I wonder if it wasn't him. Could be. Well, so yes, being a send off. Exactly. But that's like, what I'm saying. But like it, it was a stunt double or something. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Another six eight stunt mm-hmm. double. <laughs> I'm sure they're out there. Yeah. So it was just like. Could be. That's a good call. And actually, now it makes a lot more sense. When I watched it, mm-hmm. like literally until this time, mm-hmm. I thought it was dumb because I never understood that. Mm-hmm. But maybe that was literally just his Viking funeral. And yeah. that's actually really powerful. Oh my god. Am I having a fucking moment over yeah. a Rob Zombie movie? Yeah, do you want a tissue? <laughs> tissue? I hardly know you. <laughs> and uh, that, yeah, I mean, it's a good call. It's a good point. That's probable, I would say. I would, I would I'm, I'm so. going to give that one 65%. <laughs> I'll take that. <laughs> and then we move into, like, the most... What, G-chord... D sus four comes in E and minor we pick up the G chord E minor <laughs> F C D D <laughs> I'm just gonna do the solo while you narrate yeah, this section. So okay, we actually had the easiest slide solo of all time, and we walked into what actually became. Oh, I thought you were gonna keep going. No, I'm gonna stop. <laughs> I ran out of oxygen. <laughs> I know what that's like. <laughs> and uh, we kind of have like one of those badass scenes yeah. that's ever been made. Mm-hmm. Not even just like from a horror perspective, but like think of it as like a drama or mm-hmm. a Western, which is like kind of how I picked up this yeah. movie when we started the cast was yeah. like, it feels like a fucking Western. Gunslingers. And, yeah. You yeah. get the, you get the still shots, you get the fucking, you get, you get the, John Wayne vibes that he's just riding into the wall, mm-hmm. firing guns. And like, there's this really cool moment that I think Rob Zombie captured beautifully in this movie mm-hmm. is when uh, Baby, Captain Spaulding, and Otis all kind of look at each other as Baby and Otis are like waking up and they all just nod at each other. They're like, we're going down in a blaze of glory. 
Because on the other side of this road is this big fucking police barricade. Yes. I mean, like, imp- impregnable <laughs> police barricade. If you run your car into it, everything's just going to explode. 70 soldiers, 75 <laughs> cars, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, it, it's for real, for real. And Freebird was such a beautiful notion mm-hmm. to that. You know, it was very much like, that's how the story ends. This bird you cannot change. Yeah. You know? And, like, it hit so fucking hard. And that's what I try and do when I put music Mm -hmm. to our fucking trailers for this. Is it just has to line up. Draw a comparison. Yeah. There has to be something that makes somebody feel Mm -hmm. that when you care about music that way. Yep. Like I said, that was the reason that they initially did movies with audio and visual like that. Yeah. Absolutely. And... Yeah, we get all of these beautiful bullets that are going into mm-hmm. the Firefly clan, and they take out plenty along it was with a them. Firefly! We get like you know four or five fucking cops go down mm-hmm. in the middle of this fire in, in the middle of this fire. I, I was gonna say they don't go out like just taking it either. Yeah. They're, firing, <laughs> they're shooting back. Yeah, three versus seventy. Let's go. Let's fucking go. Yeah. yeah. And it was interesting because you're feeling sympathy for no reason whatsoever. It's you not know? no reason though. Yeah. Rob Zombie developed And that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Because everybody ultimately has a shred of humanity to them. They have to, right? Mm. Like anybody that would associate with other people, anybody that isn't completely solitary from society, Mm -hmm. they have a family. They have people that they care about and that kind of thing. That element. That's exactly the point. That element of nurturing Mm -hmm. somebody else. You know, I mean, like um, Mosley's character, Otis, I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like even reaches back and wakes them up so they can mm-hmm. be a part of this. He wants them to be awake when they experience because he knows it. Because they're all going to die together. It will serve them better to be awake firing back at these people. It's this great like last charge kind of, mm-hmm. you know, moment. Yeah, it's so cool. And as someone who did enjoy 3 from Hell, yeah. Like I genuinely did, I still wish The Devil's Rejects was the last one because I don't think you topped this scene. It was so conclusive. Yeah, it was so conclusive and even like cut like they just cut Freebird too and just went to still shots and I was like, Oh, Uh oh, it's so good. (laughs) Almost like their dream itself was dying. Mm -hmm. Their essence almost exactly soul was gone at that point right exactly yeah Yeah. and it was so much fun and that's the devil's reach and that's why this is a favorite of mine yeah i feel that so it's relatively tame yeah i'll I'll stop let's let's no just go ahead just go ahead let's do yeah yeah give me your trinity okay this is one that every fan of horror slash crime i mean i really feel like this one is like fringing on horror i think it's shocking but i don't Mm -hmm. think that makes it necessarily scary yeah, uh, that's know, a that's a hard th- that's a hard one to balance. It is everyone. I'll, I'll just I'll back up. I'm going to backpedal a little bit. If you haven't seen the, this movie, go see it. Yeah, it's on multiple streaming it's platforms on fucking right Tubi. now. So it's free. All you have to go <laughs> is go to Tubi.com. You put in your email address and everything and create an account. In fact, I think you mentioned last time you don't even really have to create an account. You have to create an account if you want them to save your progress. Boom. You can watch it this second if you yeah. want to go watch it. Right. Pause this shit. Fuck us. <laughs> but yeah, it's 
it's important because it it really is like I said, just my favorite Rob Zombie movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think if you if if I gave you a band right and I said mm-hmm. this is their best album, wouldn't that be the first one that you would gravitate towards? I mean, like even, I think I think so. I think Halloween one is really close for me. Sure, but I think it's still the Devil's Rejects. And it, it's like okay, like plus or minus on the best thing. I mean, obviously that's subjective, and you give a shit about my opinion because you're still listening to me talk right now. Um, <laughs> six white claws and one forty deep. Let's go. It's 4.30 in the afternoon. 5.30. Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, go watch it. I mean, watch it with a buddy. Mm-hmm. This is one that you probably ought to revisit if you've seen it once. You know, yeah. it came out in 2005. What, mm-hmm. We're 23 now, so we're uh, talking 18 yeah. years. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, go revisit it. My God, it's a classic Watch now. Watch the trilogy. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I'll rewatch it again because it's that good. I mean, it, mm-hmm. it, like you said, it is a classic. And it's not even just because it's old like me. It's It's... <laughs> It, it means something. It has mm-hmm. a place in horror now, mm-hmm. you know? I think even then, it's still, it's still sure. like, because it was kind of trailblazing with, like, you talking about how it can be a crime movie. Yeah. Because, ultimately, it is that, too. So, mm-hmm. it's, it's breaking multiple barriers. And what's funny is, like, it really is just labeled as a horror movie. It is. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to pause you for a second because I want to make this comparison. I feel like this is Rob Zombie's take on like the Silence of the Lambs concept. Not not like a reboot or a, or a remake or anything like that, but what you have is you have a town that's riddled by serial killers. Mm-hmm. A serial killer, we don't know who it really is. We have a history. We have a gung-ho detective that believes that like despite everything that's I'm true I'm putting about, the parallels together right now. I'm, you know what I mean? Yeah. We have a gung-ho detective, fucking sheriff motherfucker that like despite everything that's true about this shit believes they can go in here and change something. I mean, to the point of their own self-destruction, right? Sure. And this is what we get out of it, right? <laughs> you know, and it's that kind of vibe. I mean, mm-hmm. is Silence of the Lambs a horror movie? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Is it a crime movie more he prevalently? People. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Shame and Zombies is a snack. <laughs> so it's very obvious that you would recommend this to somebody else. 100%. As, as, as you said. Yeah, I, I forgot my rating. I'm going to give this one a 7. I'll be real. I'm going okay. to keep yeah. it real. I'm going to give it a seven. Yeah, absolutely. Also watch the whole trilogy too. Yeah. We, we may get to it one day, but like yeah. go ahead and do the others as well. I, I think this is a drastically better movie than House of a Thousand Corpses. Mm-hmm. Um, as someone who like does enjoy that movie, there's not a lot of substance or plot to it. Mm-hmm. There's just not. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of why I love The Devil's Rejects is like you. there was at least a theme that you followed the entire sure. time. Um, I would absolutely recommend this movie to people if you have not seen it and you can, I will, I will predicate this on the fact that when I watched this movie for the first time, I got chills Mm -hmm. the first time that I heard Bill Mosley say, I'm the devil and I'm here to do the devil's work and my stomach sank. That was Manson-esque. Yeah, exactly. We... There was no power struggle. Mm. We knew where the power was. Even when he got hit. My man got hit. I'm submitting. My man got hit by a two by four. And there was no doubt in anyone's mind that he was about to murder both of these people. Like that was, that was fucking crazy to me to feel for a movie. Mm -hmm. Um, as far as when I watch it again, yeah, I watched it four or five fucking times now. You know, I'm stopping us, <laughs> and, and I just learned something again. This movie, yeah. like watching it, like yeah. that, and that's fucking crazy to me. Mm-hmm. R.I.P. Tiny. Mm-hmm. Um, and as far as ratings go, I give this a seven and a half. Yeah. I think this is a great. Movie. I, I I was thinking about that too. Like I was really assessing my rating, and I was like, 
kind of don't feel like there's anything really objectively wrong with this. I mean, there's a couple of scenes where I would have done things a little bit differently or I felt like maybe they were ancillary Yeah, there's some stuff the that doesn't land. Is there anything wrong with it? No. Could things have been better? Certainly. I mean, is it, you know, the Sistine Chapel? No, it's not, you know? Yeah. But it's like, dude, it's a it's a strong, solid fucking movie. I mm-hmm. mean, like, like, clap it up for everybody that was involved with this and the people that we lost along the way. I mean, going back and reflecting on, you know... So, Mr. So, Haig yeah, and Haig's everything. performance yeah. and McGrory. Yeah. Like, yeah, there there was a lot that really contributed to this movie that made it special. Yeah. And it was I don't know. I thought this movie was fantastic. If you haven't seen it, watch it. Mm-hmm. Again, it's free on fucking Tubi. Tubi sponsor us. But yeah. like <laughs> it's it's one of those things where like it's readily available. Like you said, mm-hmm. it's eighteen years old. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> mm-hmm. If you were a fan of horror, there's absolutely no reason that you have not seen this. Yes. Yep. Unless you just haven't heard of it. Mm-hmm. And if you, in have, which case, welcome to it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to the Thunderdome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any final thoughts on this movie? No, it's just. I mean, this is pretty consistent Rob Zombie stuff for me. Mm-hmm. I, I really do. One of the things that I respect about him so much is how effective his music and his films are. Mm-hmm. This is a. This is an artist's artist. For me. I mean, yeah. it's one of those guys that, like, you may fuck with him, you may not, and that kind of thing. But you can't deny that, like, he makes quality shit on the regular. And that's something that's so fucking sick to me about who he is as a human being. You can tell he cares about this. Right. You can tell there's emotional investment in it, that he's trying to tell stories of what he's doing mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. And that's so cool to me. I mean, I love seeing that. Mm-hmm. There are, like... I'm not going to name names, but there are directors and there are musicians that I have my opinions about them being sellouts to an industry. Crank something out and let's get it out there and we'll generate some money. And we'll, yeah. you know what I mean? Rob Zombie's not in that in that category. Right. For me. He just makes good, fun shit. It's always entertaining. Even if it's not his best work, it's still fun. You yeah. Know? And I think that's why it took so long for H2 to come out. Yeah. Because it wasn't what it he wasn't wanted. his idea. Like, thank Spencer for Spencer Madison if you haven't heard, listened to that interview. Yeah. If you yet. haven't listened to that yeah. episode yet, what the fuck are you people doing with your lives? I was going to say that's a great, like, crossover to why we're doing a Rob Zombie movie today. But, like, yeah, that wasn't the movie that he wanted mm-hmm. to make and that kind of thing. That's crazy knowing that. And for 10 plus years, I thought otherwise. I thought it was that just a too. fucking garbage pile. Mm-hmm. That was like, you know, created just to make money, but it wasn't. It was something that he had signed on for. You know, when you sign a contract, you sign a contract. And when the producers come in over top of you and tell you what you can and can't do, that's totally different, you know? Mm -hmm. And I, I, I definitely view Rob Zombie differently after uh, having that episode with Spencer. And like, when you walk back, to what we're doing right now and mm. rewatch the devil's rejects and some of his earlier work, you feel that. Cause like house of a thousand corpses, is it a bad film? No, but it's grindhouse in the way that there's nothing really happening. Yeah. Uh, whereas the devil's this is what I can get away with from a special effects standpoint. Kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We're going to kill a bunch of teenagers yep. or middle aged people. And if that's guess. what the point is, execute it. Right? Like, I'll give you a pass if the shit isn't there from, like, a plot. Like, I'm not expecting, like, Rob Zombie to win Oscars every year. Well, no one in horror is going to win Oscars. And that's what my... that's what exactly what my point is. Is, like, where nobody's... Like, if that's what you're trying to do, just do it. You know? Yeah. You want to tell a ghost story? Tell a ghost story. You want to tell a Grindhouse movie? Like, make a Grindhouse movie? Make one. Mm -hmm. And I think this movie really kind of encompassed all of the charm. Yeah. 
that he had. Yeah. Uh, as far as like the way he develops his world, which mm-hmm. I thought was really that like cool. barren southern shit that like mm-hmm. we're accustomed to. I mean, you growing up in Texas and Virginia, me from North oh, Carolina, yeah. and that kind of thing. That like nobody around for miles kind of bullshit that just mm-hmm. exists down here and like out in like the west of the Absolutely. United States and everything. That's real shit. Mm-hmm. And who knows what the fuck goes on out there? You know what I mean? <laughs> and so it's cool seeing that tapped into as well. Mm-hmm. 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 So, mm-hmm. The only other thing I will say that it does not have to do with this movie is I would love to give a Patreon shout out, uh, to Brian of the killer point of view podcast. Um, thank you so much for your donation. Uh, you have been such an amazing part of our journey and very supportive the entire time. I really hope that we support you guys in the same way. If you guys have not listened to them, I'll do a little quick, uh, brief is they actually have a very unique podcast where they have a, balance between true crime and horror mm-hmm. uh ashley is that's a part- appropriate yeah and, yeah <laughs> yeah and uh ashley uh is a big true crime person mm-hmm. so it's very cool that like that's kind of where she shines a lot is bringing these cases to light paralleled to a lot of the movies that brian brings up yeah um and there is a new co-host as well which y'all are gonna have to actually listen to them to find out but this shout out does go specifically to brian again thank you so much for supporting us it's been clap it up yeah clap it up for fucking brian Brian. yeah thank you sincerely um and again if you guys have not listened to it uh make sure that you are tuning into the killer point of view podcast as well And with that, I would like to thank everybody who is listening right now, all of our beautiful, beautiful patrons and listeners. Thank you once again for joining us at Under the Floorboards, where it creaks, it cracks, and we laugh at the creatures that go bump in the night.